beautiful souls hello welcome back to another episode of Rashawn's ability the podcast i hope you had a lovely valentine's day story i didn't get any stories sent my way yet so i'm assuming you all were too booed up and busy (laughs) i love that for you today i am super excited because we get to slow it down a little bit drunk in self-love Let's get saucy today. By the end of the episode, you will understand what it means to have a supportive self-concept that ensures you are on the fastest route to creating your new life. I am your host and manifestation coach, Rashawn Rache, and I focus on helping you to manifest better relationships by deepening your self-love and your knowing that you are enough. Also, as always, I will be dropping a manifesting bonus for those of you who stick around today, so don't miss it. So today is all about the fastest way to creating your new life and it's funny because as a coach and mentor, I realized I took personally took the longest way possible. (laughs) And I wanted to understand every single nook and cranny, every single detour, every approach, every technique, etc. So that you wouldn't have to. Now, I didn't know that that's what I was doing consciously, but eventually I understood. And so when I use terms like the fastest way, I'm really not bullshitting you. I'm actually talking to you from my heart and my experiences because I've done it before. I've taken the fastest way. I've manifested the luxury apartment, the luxury car, the lifestyle, the relationships and money, thousands of dollars at a time. But all of these things came from Or they came with like kinks and obstacles that seemed to hinder me from fully enjoying and experiencing the life I created for myself. Long story short, be proud of taking your time. There is no rush. Time is a fucking illusion anyway, and most people's anxieties and worries come from comparison and time. So you are unable to even focus your energy constructively when you are so bent over time. So let that go today, and I know that it's not always easy to do so, but When it comes to how you are going to consciously focus your energy, I want you to start start letting that go. We are taking a major chill pill. We are relaxing into where we currently are, appreciating it for what it is, and loving ourselves for how far we have come, no matter what our lives look like right now, here in this moment, right? Seriously, sit right there where you are and just dwell on that for a moment say thank you to yourself say I love you self for holding me down like no one else can 
I want you to give yourself a hug. Seriously, hug yourself. It feels so good. I'm going to do it with you. You can hug yourself tight and feel the love that you embody. That love that you seek, that you wish to find and feel. No one can give you that like you can. So take a deep breath. And enjoy your own presence today because nobody, and I mean nobody, can love you like you do. Now, today we'll cover self-concept, assumptions, and limiting beliefs. For these reasons, self-love is the key to manifesting in the fastest, most healthy, and beneficial way for you. So let's start with self-concept as we usually do. (laughs) I am always going to start with self-concept. Self-concept is the blueprint. So why would we not start there? Today, I'm happy because I can take some time to really explain why you should also be obsessed with self-concept. Okay, maybe not obsessed, but the bottom line is this. Your self-concept is who you are identifying as right now, tomorrow, yesterday, whenever. It is the blueprint for all that is you. Your self-concept is essentially your self-fulfilling prophecy. Whoever you say you are is who you say you are. That's who you are. This is who you think of yourself as being in the past and who you've developed into at this very moment, and even who you think you are developing into for the future. So did you get that? Because whoever you say you are is exactly who you are. No one is stopping you from being you. No one can stop you from being you. For instance, (laughs) if you say you are a loser, and you're the worst girlfriend, or the worst boyfriend ever, and you can never do anything right, then that is exactly who you are. And you will continue to perpetuate that lifestyle of being a loser. (laughs) What you define as a loser. Um, Who never gets anything right and who just sucks. And like, this is the life that you are perpetuating. And it's the story that you're telling yourself. Therefore, that is who you are. You can't get it wrong. Whatever you tell yourself is right. It's true for you. So, it's a hard pill to swallow for some of you because you're used to playing the victim or you're used to being guilty or feeling shame or guilt. And this puts you in a position of placing your power elsewhere. But we're going to reclaim that power today because... You are the only one who is responsible for your life, and the truth will set you free. And here's how, right? Here's how the truth sets you free. 
once you accept that your self-concept is how you are choosing to identify, who else do you have to deal with in the process of redesigning your life? (laughs) Right? Like no one. It's all on you. And you hear that and sometimes think that this is the end and I'm doomed and all is lost. But like, no, actually hearing that is the most empowering statement ever. Like it's the most empowering thing for you because it's probably what you've been looking for since you were a child and you maybe weren't in the position you are now where, where how you choose to view yourself is solely up to you. So when you come, when you begin to come into that awareness and that understanding, yeah, it may seem overwhelming at first, but this is great news, right? Because it's awesome that you can be overwhelmed by something that benefits you. <laughs> That's a good feeling. So yes, your self-concept is your responsibility. And again, that is good news. It's the best news, actually. When you affirm, I am, you get to choose whatever follows that. You may not feel this way at first because you may have experienced a, let's say, a domineering domineering parent in your life, or maybe even the absence of a parent, which would have started you off with a self-concept that is a bit altered, right? So because your beginning doesn't match where you see yourself in the end, this is a major piece in actualizing the concept you have of yourself. In other words, when you ask yourself, who am I? What follows is not coming from a conscious awareness of your choice of being who you are, who you choose to be, but rather what you have been automatically programmed as. So this can go deep and we're going to go deep because you're going to understand this today and begin to take your self-concepts so seriously because you understand and realize that this is why you are, who you are, where you are, when you are, what you are, all of it. It is the answer to everything. So your self-concepts can, will include anything and everything from family background to religion to school, right? Who you learned you were supposed to be and or how you were supposed to behave just to survive in the environment that you were in. That is what is still defining you even now. We think we grow up, we think we just become so this, so that, and everything, but it's like this blueprint, this self-concept, for most people, is still the same self-concept they've developed from childhood. Yes, you too. (laughs) It's the same self-concept, and it will continue until you either get reprogrammed, right? Here's the only thing that changes it. You get reprogrammed by something or someone else or like moving to a different area or environment and their ways of thinking, feeling, and behaving become you. Like that's all one thing. Or you consciously make the decision for yourself, meaning you begin to be aware of yourself and you live consciously. So 
if you have not made that decision to live a conscious life, to be aware of yourself and why you are and who you are and where you are and why you are and how you are, I think I said that already. But yeah, if you haven't gone there and taken it that deeply for yourself to actually see the self-concept that you are working with, then you're, you have the same self-concepts um, that you've had since you were a child. And that may be tweaked here and there based on the people that you meet, the experiences that you have in life. And like I said, some people may even like leave home. Like if you're that kind of person who like left home and left your neighborhood and you ran away to another neighborhood and or maybe not even ran away, but you just went to another neighborhood um, and you adopted their ways of thinking and being and that kind of changed your self-concept as well. Um, and you just got reprogrammed to whatever they were doing. But because you aren't being conscious, obviously, you only have that option of just being programmed to something or someone else or a different environment or habitat. So this is how you see when those kind of people that like, you know, they don't know what else to do other than to like leave their environments because they don't want to be a product of their, quote unquote, a product of their environment. They don't want to live that particular life, whatever that life may be. And so they go to another neighborhood, another area, another state, another city, another country. But for some of those people, they just take who they are. Well, for all of them, you take who you are with you. And some people have an easier time adjusting than others. Some people are more willing to adjust than others. So the measure of how successful this attempt is, is boiling down to that person's willingness to adapt, right? Because some people are more willing to adjust to new environments than others. So let's, let's break it down to, let's break it down in an example. So imagine for a moment a guy, right, who's from the hood, who was raised in a very warm family environment. He was raised to be super loving and super patient and understanding and to always take care of his lover, no matter what. Like, even if he had to give his life, he's going to do that because, you know, he's going to take care of the person that he loves. And let's say this guy dates a girl or a guy from the suburbs who was raised in a very cold, familial environment and was taught to always look out for him, him or herself, no matter what. So they start dating and they really liked one another because the guy from the hood felt like it was his and the guy from the hood uh, begins to feel like it's his personal challenge and responsibility, right? To show this person how to love and how to be warm and how to let love in and things of that nature. And then the other person from the suburbs knows to protect all they know is to protect their heart by any means necessary. And though they naturally want this love because we all do as humans. They're craving that emotional vulnerability and whatnot, and they have a, but they have a self-concept that is literally stopping them from moving forward in a healthy way, and they don't even have any idea of that. So do you see how this, like, plays out? Like, it's epic. It's an epic story. <laughs> and you may be thinking, like, exactly, like, what the fuck is wrong with him or her but if you're thinking that about the suburb person right if you're thinking what's wrong with you like then you also have to be thinking that about the guy from the hood because the questions are the same they're just from different perspectives so like why is he okay with chasing love from someone who is emotionally unavailable 
those that's a question that he has to ask himself just like that person from the hood has i mean from the suburbs has to ask themselves like why am i this way if i want love if i want emotional vulnerability if i want to connect with this person why can't i why don't i do that naturally what's going on with me so these are dynamics that we are all working through behind the scenes and as we kind of relate to one another, it's a whole shit show. <laughs> this is why everyone's responsible for themselves, right? You can see how it is your own personal responsibility to ask these questions and to get these answers. It is not the responsibility of someone you're dating. It is not the responsibility of your partner. It's your responsibility to understand these things about yourself so that you can create. Okay, I'm going, I'm going ahead of myself. But it's your responsibility. Everyone has this personal responsibility within themselves first and foremost. And it goes deeper. Right? It gets even deeper than that. We know. If you've been there, you know. But when you start trying to dig and you try to go deeper into someone else's story to define your own, that's when you end up getting lost, stuck, fucked over, and more. Because you're now involved in a completely, a whole, a completely separate human from you. And I can't say completely separate, because separation obviously is an illusion, but you're involved in the thinking, the self-concept, the feelings and the behaviors of someone who is not you and trying to measure yourself up to that, it literally makes no sense to do. That's why you must focus on yourself. It makes no sense to do that. That's why these relationships, when you find yourself involved, you get so exhausted and you're so like spent and tired and drained because you're literally trying to do the impossible. You can't live through someone else. <laughs> and you can't live someone else's life for them. Every decision you make is motivated by your own self-concept. So there are so many broken relationships. And that like includes friendships and family connections. Like all of it. That end because of these major misunderstandings and over functionalities like you're over functioning and you're doing too much you're trying to be somebody else you're trying to be in somebody else's skin and it is so unfortunate because we are in a particular culture right now where life is all about like cutting people off and doing you and being your best self and letting go of dead weight and dropping people at the very first sign of deceit <laughs> while and while you know these things are very important but there's certainly a time and a place for all of it. So it really does suck when you aren't fully informed and you end up just doing what's normal for you. And that is the essence of life. You do what's normal. You are doing what's normal. You're doing what is natural. Normal being, meaning natural for you for what it is that you know, for what it is that you're assuming, which we'll get into. So many relationships have ended over misunderstandings. So many families have been torn apart over misconceptions, self-concept. 
not having the information to make room, not only first and foremost for yourself, but then for that of others. This is loving thy neighbor as you love yourself. How that plays itself out is that you react to situations, to circumstances based on what you are assuming, just like they are doing. (laughs) And everyone is in a sea of assumptions and is watching each other drown while pointing the finger at the next person and blaming them. That sucks, right? It really does suck. It really, that really does suck. Like, that's not okay. And that's why it is our responsibility as humans, as human beings, to, to focus on ourselves. Because we have the ability to end, to lessen those experiences, to lessen those heartbreaks, to lessen those breakups, to lessen the trauma, to stop passing on what people call the generational curses and the, you know, we have the, we have the power to stop. We have the power to end it, but it begins within. So it's my desire to shine light on what that beginning within process really does look like step by step, concept to concept, learning to recreate your self-concept consciously and intentionally while learning to replace and let go of old assumptions that no longer serve you. As you begin to let them go, it feels like you are tearing yourself apart. This is why no one wants to do it. So I'm not saying, oh, it's just like cute and fluffy. No, like sometimes when you begin to let these assumptions go, you you are identifying with them for a long time, you know? If these are the things that you identified yourself with since you were a child, then obviously they may be a little difficult to let go. And as you're letting them go, it can feel like you are tearing yourself apart. And that mostly happens when you have to do it without the proper information, when you're just doing it on your own, or when you've ruined enough relationships in your life that you now are at a point where you have to be like, okay, I have to make a change. And it's, it's torn you apart at this point. And you're going to change. But you could have done the same thing consciously. This is the point of being conscious. This is the point of being aware. This is the point of being mindful. You avoid a lot of bullshit in your life. But when you don't do it that way, then you can be led to like this ongoing spiral where you never feel like you are enough and you end up feeling like everyone hates you and you will never amount to much more than whatever you are now and all of this just because of your self-concept. Because you don't feel right aligning with an old version of yourself anymore. But you feel like if you change, you are faking or denying who you really are. When the truth is that who you really are is who you say you are now. And that's the bottom fucking line. (laughs) No religion, no culture, no community, no agenda, no system or anything else gets to tell you who you are. Because just like when you make a decision that others may not like or that may not be seen as acceptable in society. Who is held responsible for that? You are. No one else, you are. That's when they want to 
see you for you and respect, you know, your sovereignty. That's when they want to respect the responsibility that you have to uphold for yourself and your behavior and your actions and your thoughts and your feelings. (laughs) When they don't approve. When you do something that they don't like. So listen. Everyone already knows, everyone already gets it, everyone already understands that we are responsible for ourselves completely. So that doesn't, that doesn't just work out against you. It doesn't just work in a negative way. It also works for you. It works in a positive way. Question whatever the fuck you want to question. Let go of whatever you want to let go of and be whoever you want to be. When you begin to question why you do what you do and why you feel how you feel and where it comes from, then you hone the ability, your ability to expose light. And that allows you to work on it and move on. You don't have to sit and dwell and cry for days and weeks. I mean, if, if it may work out that way sometimes, but you don't have to do that. We have our emotionally led people and then we have our logically led people, right? So if you are on either end, all I'm asking you to do is use the opposite side of you a bit more when it comes to doing inner work and redesigning your self-concept. So it's kind of like this balancing act between the versions of you so that you can begin to create a well-balanced version of you that you approve of. So be open with yourself and allow yourself the freedom to experience more. That's all I'm saying. And that's how the truth sets you free. And yes, it comes with some some stuff. Things that may be scary, they may be uncomfortable, but you have to be willing to handle whatever comes and continue loving yourself anyway. Continue honoring yourself anyway. Continue valuing yourself anyway. The word for 2024, and I've, it's proven because I've, <laughs> I've had this conversation with a couple of people and that the word for 2024 is regardless. So it's like, I completely started my life over this year, but I'm going to win regardless. I just broke up with my person and now I feel really bad, but I'm going to love myself and I'm going to win regardless. I just lost my job and I have bills to pay and they're stacking up, but I know there are other opportunities that are going to show up for me regardless. I lost another friend on my self-love journey and I wish we were still in it, but I wish we could have stuck it out, but it didn't work that it didn't work out that way, but I know there are people out here that will match my new self-love and will see me regardless regardless, regardless, love yourself, regardless. I had a shitty day and nothing made sense to me today, but I'm going to smile and I'm going to dance regardless. I messed up again and I wish that I didn't make that decision, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to do better tomorrow, regardless. I'm going to stay committed to the new me, regardless. I'm going to focus on myself, regardless. This shit is complicated sometimes, but I innately know that this is exactly what I need to hear, so I'm going to keep listening to it, regardless. 2024. We are leveling up regardless. Okay, I'm done. Let's um, talk about assumptions. <laughs> assumptions. So first up, right, the first thing was self-concept. So that's like the blueprint. Now we're talking about assumptions. I'm going to start off with an example that is familiar to most people, and that is 
the lottery winners who like, you know, those lottery winners who win and then they lose all of the money the next day or the next week. It's really unfortunate. Like, that is not funny to me. <laughs> like, it's not funny. It sucks. And it actually represents many of us in our lives and relationships. Firstly, if you're a person that never wins lotteries or raffles or anything like that, I want you, based on our conversation so far, to tell me why. Why? Tell me why you are a person that never wins lotteries or raffles or anything. Right, it's simple. Your self-concept. <laughs> you are probably assuming that story, the position of, I never win anything. Like, I will put money on it that you have probably told so many people. Like, your friends and family probably know you by that line. I never win anything. I always try to do these things, and I never win. Are you beginning to see the relevance? It's not some, like, ooh, like, ooh, magical. Like, it's not some concept that's just out there. It's obvious as fuck. But we get so accustomed to the things we do that we lose sight of the basics and even being in ignorance becomes so natural. So like even us being aware of what is natural to us is now unnatural. Like it's more natural for us to be ignorant of what is natural. <laughs> that is the whole point of assumption. It's your most natural way of being, of believing. Whatever you assume to be true is true for you. This is the law of assumption that you may have heard of. Okay, so back to the example. So the person who does win the lottery, though, right? They've been assuming that their millions will come one day by winning the lottery. And they may be a faithful player or a once-in-a-lifetime player, but either way, they were under the impression or the assumption that they would win. Many people that play the lottery every single day are not assuming that they will win big. They think that's what they are assuming. But it's not. While there's a random person who has never played or just plays once in a, a you know blue moon comes along and they are assuming that one day they are going to get a big break somehow. And they just decide to play the lottery that day and manifest this huge win because their assumptions harden into facts. According to Neville Goddard, assumptions harden into facts. So. In other words, what you're assuming becomes who you are, is who you are, is the reality that you experience. But here's the thing. So what I mostly want to point out is that you are able, based on your assumption, to manifest things that you want, and you do it all of the time. Everything in your reality right now is what you have manifested. It just comes so naturally to you. That you don't even think twice about it. You just keep creating experiences that are matching your assumptions and you do it so well that you are subjected to those experiences that you think you are subjected to those experiences when in reality you are the creator of those experiences. I want to say that one more time. So everything in your reality right now is what you have manifested. It just comes so naturally to you that you don't even think twice about it. You just keep creating 
experiences that are matching your assumptions and you do it so well now that you think sometimes that you are subjected to those experiences, those manifestations, the events that are happening in your life, when in reality, you are the creator of those experiences, those events, those happenings, occurrences, people, places in your life. So here's how you end up being that person, right? Because so, we're, we're going there today. So here's how you end up being that person who wins the lottery and then loses it all. When you are unconsciously doing this, when you unconsciously manifest, when you are unconsciously doing it and thinking that the things you are creating are actually a result of some outside force and are the responsibility of something or someone else that is not your own, then you fail to focus on yourself enough to see how and why you actually manifested that big win, that lottery win, that huge thing in your life. So what ends up happening is you don't keep up or maintain that particular state, that level of awareness of who you would have to be who you assume to be in order to win and how you would think or how you think, how you would feel or feel and behave at that level, right? With that much money. And many times you go as far as even shocking yourself back into what feels normal because for you to have won this big win, for you to have won this money, this lottery, this whatever it is that is so it feels so unnatural to you that you end up shocking tr like trying to shock yourself back into because that was a shocking experience in the first place um but then you try to shock yourself back into what feels normal for you by what blowing all of the money <laughs> being what you were before is this making sense it's when you move when you shift that quickly from one in awareness, like one state of being to another without having the information on like, without knowing this part, without knowing this part, it's shocking as fuck. It's like, it's kind of like culture shock, you know, like what we were talking about earlier, where someone goes from one environment to another. And sometimes people want to do that because they want to like make themselves behave in a different way and think in a different way and feel in a different way. But a lot of times, um, never, okay, okay. I'm going to stay here. So when it happens, everything feels strange. And it's like realizing you are in a dream. You know, when you're having a dream and then you realize you're in a dream and you like panic and you wake yourself up. And if you wanted to stay in the dream, you're like upset because you're like, damn, I didn't want to wake up. <laughs> but when you were having the dream, you woke yourself up because you're like, oh, this is weird as hell. I'm dreaming. So you wake yourself up and that's what happens. This happens all of the time when people manifest their dream lives. And so it's possible to experience this negatively when your normal, your baseline of assumptions is drastically different than your dream life. So this is why your assumptions matter because they are literally sourcing or kind of like the filter for the source of your power.
power just meaning you, who you are, your energy. So we can even go back to the guy from the hood, that example, right, where he had this self-concept that was super loving and whatnot, but kind of devalued himself. And in that way, he's assuming a position of doing whatever it takes, remember, to show the person that he loves that he will always be there for them. So why wouldn't this same guy end up spending a million dollars, giving away a million dollars just to prove that love? It's an assumption. It's automatic. He wouldn't even think twice about it. And that's what you have to understand because you're doing the same thing. We all do the same thing. When you are in a particular state of mind, you don't think twice about the things that you are doing. That's the law of assumption. What you are assuming is exactly who you are and exactly how your reality plays out for you. Okay, if you've made it this far in the podcast, as promised, I have a special bonus for you. I'm giving away a free 45-minute coaching session for this month only. You can email me at Studios at gmail.com. That is R-A-S-H-O-N. R-A-C-H-E studios, S-T-U-D-I-O-S at gmail.com. And just mention you are a podcast listener and would love to claim your free session. In this special session, you have the opportunity to discuss any questions you may have from my episode so far, or even just seek out some coaching for a particular self-concept or relationship manifestation. It is totally up to you, but I only have two more free sessions for this month. So reach out quickly. Now, finally, we are at limiting beliefs and limiting beliefs are closely linked to your assumptions. So again, truth is subjective. So what you decided is true for you may not be true for someone else. And the thing is, we are so naturally inclined to hold on to limiting beliefs, aka what is true for us, because this helps us to navigate our world. So it's paradoxical in nature, but it's it functions practically. In other words, for us simply to even exist as humans, we have to maintain a certain level of limitation in order to accept the life we prefer. This is why limiting beliefs, though it sounds negative, is not particularly a bad thing. It's just what it is, honestly. So we can use our limiting beliefs to function in a practical way that serves us instead of going against us. For example, if you decide your new self-concept is a self-loving, bougie girl who gets everything she wants and is fully supported by her husband, but has all of her own money and has a thriving business of her own and carries herself like a queen everywhere she goes and never drives, but always has a driver and works but not too hard and spends most of her time relaxing and pampering herself, then first of all, everything we just listed is a limiting belief. It could be considered a limiting belief. It's the story you are telling yourself. These are the conditions of your preferred environment. So do you see how these limiting beliefs can, you know, go both ways? So a lot of times when people think of limiting beliefs, they think so negatively and they think like, oh, this is what's stopping me from being myself and being who I am. And though that can play a part, um, limiting, limiting beliefs are functional in a very practical way. And we all have them and we all use them. So 
these limiting beliefs keep you in a state of where you choose to be, where you want to be. They are literally just meant to stop you from doing certain things, behaving in certain ways, thinking certain ways, feeling certain ways. It, it's helpful. Um, so by having healthy limiting beliefs, you are holding beliefs that keep you where you prefer to be. So like if this girl is so like the bougie girl with the new self-loving concept who, you know, with her husband and whatnot, if she is presented with a job, right? Let's say she's presented with a job that's cleaning houses every day, all day. This obviously will go against her limiting belief of not working too hard and not spending most of her time of not working too hard and spending most of her time pampering herself. So these limiting beliefs are built into your self-concept. Therefore, you can see more clearly now how self-concept is the creation of your reality. It is what you choose to be, which leads to how you choose to exist, regardless of what you were being and who you were being before the moment that you consciously made a decision. Your self-concept lays out the blueprint. Then you begin to live naturally along the lines of that blueprint as you assume the position. And these are your assumptions, a.k.a. your automations, really, the programming of your nature. And this programming hardens into fact. And these facts become your limiting beliefs. They are now the assumptions that you normally live by, which is now reinforcing the structure or the concept that you've now built of yourself and who you are within. And ultimately, that leads to the 3D experience or the outward experience of who you have become. And now your world has no option but to conform. And this is how life naturally unfolds for you. You become that queen, that wife, that business owner, that soft life girl, that boss, the it girl. Do you see it? Like, do you see it? There, there is a process. And you don't have to hope and wish upon a star and pray that somebody somewhere would just, like, hit you over the head with a magic wand and, wand and turn you into, like, somebody else because who you are right now sucks and is not good enough. No. <laughs> no. You are that somebody. You are that someone else, too. You are who you are now, and you are all of it. You are the process itself, you're the material and the tool. So, yeah, it can get a little tricky when you don't know who you are. But now you do. <laughs> so you got this. <laughs> this episode got way longer than I would have expected. So thank you for listening today. And if you made it to the end, then I'm sure... You are excited and motivated to manifest a renewed version of yourself. And I believe that you will see how being drunk in self-love really is the fastest way to manifest your new reality. It's a matter of just allowing the truth of who you decided to be now to surface and stand on that. As the cool kids say, stand on business. <laughs> I would love if you would like this podcast and share it with a friend. And until next time, beautiful, I love you.